So the sermon this morning is about how an ordinary person living an ordinary life can be instrumental in God's hands. So when I was preparing and I asked the Lord, what, what must I prepare for today? And, and he, he guided me to, to the scripture in Luke chapter 24, verse 15. So this is about the, the circumstances and the situation. It's around about the crucifixion of Jesus. And um, if we can turn our Bibles to, to Luke 24, verse, verse 50, and I'll start reading from verse 50. Now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member, a good and just man, he had not consented to the decision and deed. He was from Arimathea, a city of the Jew, who himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a tomb that was hewn out of rock, where no one had ever lain before. That day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew near. And the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb. And, and how his body was laid. So, in the scripture, we are introduced to a person by the name of Joseph of Arimathea. Now, there's a couple of Josephs in the Bible that, that, that we are more acquainted with. We, have, we know about Joseph, the husband of Mary. We also know about Joseph, the son of of Abram, and there's a lot of life lessons that we learned from Joseph, um, how he was also the beloved son and was captured and went to jail and eventually became the prime minister of Egypt, and through that he fulfilled God's purposes by providing for his, 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 his people. So, Joseph of Arimathea, what what can we learn about him in the Bible? There's very little. He's mentioned in all four Gospels. Um, it's about 16 verses in the whole Bible that is attributed to Joseph of Arimathea. So, we learn out of the Scripture that, that he was a fair and just man. We also learn that he was a member of the Jewish council. 
the Sanhedrin. The same council that they decided to, to, to crucify Jesus. Um, what is very interesting is that in the midst of this feverish events leading up to the crucifixion of Jesus and where the council had a meeting and they decided they're going to, 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 to take Jesus to the authority, to the governor and, and ask for him to be crucified. Joseph of Arimathea did not agree with his fellow members of the Jewish council. So, and, and it is stated in, in the Bible. So, that in itself tells us a lot about the character of Joseph. And we can sometimes, we can bring this to our personal lives. How many times we're in a situation and we compromise? Joseph of Arimathea did not compromise. He was true to his convictions and his beliefs. So that is something that we can learn. The other thing that is um, also important that, that, that we can see, he, was, he had a, a certain position in the community, in the Jewish community. So by doing... By, by not agreeing with his fellow members, um, he, he had actually a lot to lose. And he went one step further. After Jesus was crucified, he went to, 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 to Pilate and he asked, and in some scriptures he said he, he went boldly and asked for the body of Jesus. So we can also learn out of it that, that he was a secret follower of Jesus up until a certain point, of t point in time. When the call of Jesus came to him, or the call of God came to, 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 to Joseph for a specific purpose, Joseph was ready for that. God selected certain people in the Bible that had the right heart attitude. This was not a disciple, but God had a purpose and he knew that the character of Joseph will be strong enough to fulfill the purpose, the man that he was. Also, what Joseph of Arimathea did was, the, the, the culture of the day was, if somebody was executed or crucified, there was no honorable burial for them. So by asking the body of Jesus... He provided an honorable burial for Jesus and he frustrated the Sanhedrin and the people of the time. Also that is important during this, this event, this hectic event in the Bible history, 
we, we learn and we read about some of the disciples that, that just disappeared for that day or two. Nobody wanted to be associated with, with Jesus. They lived in fear. What is going to happen? Fear for man. And that, and that Joseph clearly displayed. He didn't have it. And also that we can learn from Joseph. He, he must have been a fairly wealthy person because he had his own new tomb that was prepared for him. And in the other Gospels, the moment Joseph stepped forward, Nicodemus also joined him later in the preparing of Jesus' body with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and, uh, and the other women that followed Jesus. So already we can see a chain reaction coming. So if we look now at what is in the Bible of Joseph, we have a bit of limited um, information about him. What happened after Joseph the moment uh, after Jesus' burial? There's nothing, um, the Bible don't give us any information about it. But in the, now I must try to pronounce this word, <laughs> uh, apocryphal scripts. We can, we can go and read. And there is a bit more information. So apparently Joseph of Arimathea, after the burial, he was put into jail for a while. Later, um, we read that he was released. And then he became a full disciple of Jesus and preached the gospel. Finally, wait, there's more. They, he's, he planted the first church in England. And um, the town is, or the place is Glastonbury in England where he planted the first church and he prospered there and he converted many souls for the uh, uh, for Christ um, so the, now we can see where his life ended he was rewarded um, by being faithful so uh, this brought me and while I was uh, Going through, the, through my preparations for this scripture, the Lord pressed something else on my heart. It, it, and, and I started thinking. Now, there was these events. Jesus was crucified. He's, he's buried in the tomb. And all of a sudden, it was the Friday, the day before the Sabbath. But this Saturday, all of a sudden, there's silence. Everything that happened, all the events came to an end. Jesus is not there. What did people, what did the followers of Jesus, what was their thoughts? Um, what was Joseph of Arimathea's thoughts? I think they were disappointed. They, 
there was a feeling of hopelessness because there were so many promises and now the promises is, are dead. There's nothing. And, and all the followers of Jesus at that time, some of them have left behind their whole lives, their houses, their family, full of hope and faith to make a difference and to follow Jesus. And now all of a sudden, in a matter of a day, all hope is gone. So, <clears throat> this let me, uh, had me thinking and, and, I, and I came to the conclusion as the people were stuck in the silence of the second day after the crucifixion. It is the day between struggle and solution. The day between questions and answers. And I think many of us in our personal lives can experience that we in a second day season. We're trying everything in our power to do the right thing. And there just seems to be no breakthrough coming. And, and, and this is frustrating us. And I want to come to you this morning and to tell you that we mustn't just look at the second day, the third day, and the new season is there. So, there's a couple of things I think we can look at. What we can do when we are in our second day season. But very important, God will provide for us even in our second day. He will not forsake us. So that is why point number one, this is survival tips for our second day season. Don't lose hope. Keep your dreams and promises alive. Trust in God. He will provide Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 1 verse 27. Even if it's going really bad, don't turn your back on Christ and think that He will not come through for you and that your own word and promise is dead. Don't backslide into your old ways because you have lost hope. Then, this is the point that I think all of us is, will do some or other time in our lives. We make our own plans. 
we think we are the architects of our future. And we think maybe this is the thing that we need to do now because God is not coming through. There is example is Abram. God promised him a son. And when it seems to him that he's not going to get a son, he made a mistake. And he had a child with another woman. So, but very important, and this is point number four, if you made a mistake, repent, and God will forgive you. As he did with Abram. Abram repented. God forgave him, and God gave him the promise of a son. And he received his son. Then, carry on faithfully. Take every day, one day at a time. Don't look around you. Look up to the Lord for, for, for our power and the way forward. People, so we can imagine the, the second day circumstances. And I'm sure there's a couple of you here today that can share your second day season experiences. But then it was Sunday morning. And I, I truly believe that Joseph of Arimathea, Jesus' disciples and some of his followers were on their way to the tomb. And as they approached the tomb, they saw that the big stone in front of this tomb was rolled away. They entered a tomb that was empty with abandoned linen, the only material thing in, in that tomb. People, and what we need to, to understand is there is hope. Jesus has risen. The promise is alive. We must really hold on that promise. Now we can build our lives on the Word of God and our faith in the Lord. And whenever situations are pressing you into a dark tomb and attacks are coming into your life, Remember what Joseph saw on the third day. There was an empty tomb. There's no situation that can be more devastating in a person's life, which God cannot turn around with the resurrection power the same power that He raised Jesus from the grave, that power can be used to turn your situation around.